Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, love. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm Sarah Sparks, and today we're talking with Dr. Jennifer Gardella. She's an author of Domestic Violence Awareness, Listen for the Whispers of Abuse. She's a domestic violence survivor and social media consultant for small business owners. And right before we were popping on, I was like, okay, now how are we going to tie in? Because this is our, our, our first time meeting and I'm like, how are we going to tie in the domestic violence? Like, have you had, cause I didn't know the title of her book. And, um, and so she holds up her, her book and says, listen for the whispers. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know which way we're going to go with this. So welcome love. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I hear from all of the people in our networking group that you are the woman to meet. So I am oh. really honored to be sitting here with you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you know. I appreciate that. Not all days do I feel like I should be met. <laughs> oh, that is true of all of us. <laughs> Some days I, I feel like crawling under a rock and other days I'm like, <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. Um, so share a bit about your story um, in regards to listening to those whispers or not, if you will, what, whatever portion you would like to share. I I want to, I want to hear it. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. So I will be very honest with you. When I was living in abuse, I actually didn't know that you would call what I was experiencing domestic violence, which is part of the abuser's plan. They want you to believe that everything that goes on in the relationship, including physical abuse, is your fault. And if you just get in line, you, you'll have a miraculous life. And there was this little teeny tiny part of me that was always saying, something to the effect of love doesn't hurt, that whisper, but I couldn't put that into words. My children then came to me, and that is a story for another day, and said, mom, we are being abused. It's time to go. We're not, yeah. They were uh, freshmen and sophomore in college. And um, again, I listened to the whispers, but this time there were two sets. I was madly in love with him and believed he wanted to heal and he wanted to calm down and he wanted things to be better. And the other though whisper, which won out was your children don't deserve this. And my self-esteem and my self-confidence started to flicker inside of me again. It was very exciting. And I, it said, imagine, and I write about this in the book, imagine no more yelling, imagine no more screaming. This is like 10 minutes after my kids talked to me. And so, it was a matter of they deserve better. Jen, you deserve better. We're going to go on, you know, we're going to get out of this horrible situation. Fast forward to a lot of healing, which I'm happy to share with you. When those whispers came about, you need a lot of help <laughs> in very kind. Those were very kind whispers that came. Um, but it was a very clear message from the local domestic violence center. You've been through some stuff and you're filing for a restraining order, and you've probably been through some trauma, would you like to talk to somebody? 
And again, I didn't think that I had experienced trauma because I hadn't really been slapped in the face and no bones were broken. Okay. Can I ask, I don't know if, I don't know what's appropriate or not. So I see the degrees behind you. (laughs) There's lots of them. (laughs) And I, I held on to that. Like as I am stepping into who I've been called to be, um, I would hold on to things that I have accomplished, my work experience, you know, things like this don't, did that thought ever ha- like come to you? Like things don't like, like, this isn't me, like this isn't really happening or this isn't like, like I'm an educated, I'm a professional, I am a blah, blah, blah titled woman. This, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have allowed this to happen. Like, are any of those thoughts happening or not at all? Or I don't know if that's appropriate to say or not, or I don't know where you're at, but. So we'll have a rule. (laughs) If it's, if I don't think a question's appropriate, I just will tell you. Okay. (laughs) We're two authentic women, right? Like we'll just. Um, Yes. I actually have done a lot of exploring of that in hindsight. There was no way in hell that Dr. Jennifer Gardella who lived in a beautiful four bedroom colonial outside of Doylestown, Pennsylvania and drove a Lexus could be anything, could be in any kind of relationship that was domestic violence that she had to recover from and was needed a trauma counselor. Are you kidding me? That's what was running through my head also at that time. I wasn't hit, which it turns out I was. And I don't, I, I don't need this. That's crazy. There was no trauma. Fast forward to eight sessions of crisis counseling, 20 sessions of trauma therapy. I did a specialized therapy called EMDR, two educational programs and countless support groups with my domestic violence center over the course of 18 months to heal from what had happened. And also talk about the whispers. There's something inside of you, Jen, that needs to heal as well because you attracted and allowed this into your life. Why did I attract this? That was a, I wanted that whisper to really shut up. <laughs> like, oh, there's nothing and- wrong with me to attract abuse. What? No, it was all him. Yes. Eh, not so much. Yeah. I always feel like that's a really sensitive one because sometimes I feel like a spiritual peeps say that at the most inappropriate time. <laughs> wow. You had a lot of passive aggressive around you. I wonder if you're, wonder if you're that too. You know, I wonder, I like you're right. like, like, I'm like, oh, that sounds a little harsh, you know, but when it's coming from you, oh gosh, you know. Yeah, as I was sitting on the ground, literally on the floor of my townhouse, hysterically crying, I said, listen to the whispers that are going to heal you and do everything that they tell you. And that came in the form of wonderful trauma counselors who guided me through the process, who did go back and heal the wounds that led me to an abuser and then healed me from the trauma that I had experienced when with him. There's a lot of whispers to listen to, Sarah, a lot. (laughs) There are, there are. I appreciate that you said, though, listen to the whispers that are going to heal you because there are other whispers as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people ask me that. How do you tell the difference between, and I, I just recently started calling them whispers because I feel like that's becoming a popular, like, well, It's so word. popular, it's in my book, right? I know, like, I, I hear many people saying whispers, so I appreciate the whispers because it's been, uh, spirits told me, you know, like it started 12, 13 years ago, calling it just divine guidance. So I appreciate all the different 
different variations of it. Um, how did you, so a lot of times people ask me, how, how, Sarah, how do you tell the thought, how, how do you tell the difference between a thought that you're thinking or a thought that, that you're receiving in your case? How did you know that it was a, a whisper that was healing you versus a whisper that could potentially harm or hurt you? Cause I knew it was time. That's why I knew deep down also that this was going to be my time to heal and grow and transform. And I was willing, and it wasn't going to be fun. I also acknowledged right up front that it wasn't going to be fun. You know, I'd get in these counseling sessions and wind up hysterically crying and have to deal with a whole lot, but I was committed to, for the first time in my life, rebuilding based on the most authentic version of me. And it was the first time that I probably started to say to myself, almost unconsciously, perhaps the whisper from the divine, you know, follow. It's okay to, it's okay to follow the plan, follow the plan to get you out of this mess. And I started to do a tremendous amount of journaling that always kept leading me back to that. So mm -hmm. I, in, I, in, I started the practice of morning pages which is when it's based on the work of a famous artist and you get up every morning and you dump the 20 minutes out of your head that's stuck in your head, incredibly powerful. And that led me down some really dark paths, but it also led me to some incredible enlightenment right away. And as I started to write in that way, the rest of it lined up like, this is a good thing. You're going in the right direction. And I started to think about what do you, like I was allowed for the first time ever to dream about what I wanted my life to look like. And I was like, I've got to be on the right path. <laughs> this feels good. This mm -hmm. all feels good. Keep going. It doesn't matter if you don't know where you're going. <laughs> Just yeah. keep going. So I, I find that interesting. I don't know if I, I can recall both of them because multiple things are coming in. So one, uh, when you said follow that, I think often as natural leaders, it's kind of hard to follow. It was, but the one thing that I did have going for me is this. It was also a process with a lot of books and homework around it. <laughs> and so I did turn it into, I turned it and into, you're, you're a lifelong learner. So way to go. <laughs> if my dad and I could make money continuing to get PhDs and different degrees, we'd, we'd stay in school forever. So I like this idea of learning and exploring. And I was so open because it was also COVID and I had nothing else to do, right? So I was alone. Once my kids went back to college, I was really alone and I had nothing but time to listen to the divine. And I read um, some phenomenal books, blogs, websites, what have you, that said things like, dream about you. What do you really want for the first time? And I was like, huh. And there's this great line, if you can dream it, someone's the divine, the universe, Allah, Buddha, whatever you believe in, is already planning it for you. And I was like, really? So if I want to, let's say, write a book, build my business, find a man, that's already happening because the thought in my head was planted by somebody. And so that was so powerful. So all of a sudden I was, you know, sitting on podcasts with great people like you and the morning show with Gail King, who called Oprah while I was there. That hasn't happened yet, by the way. But I was like, huh, if I can think it, it's possible. 
but you're never going to be able to get there unless you start dreaming and listen to where the divine is taking you. It's, I, I don't actually call it the divine. I'm calling that because we're on your show, but yeah. I call oh, yeah, it. What do you call? What do you the, call it? It's, it's the universe. It's the power of the universe yeah. uh, for me. That's what it is. That's just, maybe I will start calling it the divine. I like that. Well, and you don't have to call it divine. <laughs> and people end up, when they're hanging around me, they end up calling it divine. I just use that because that's what spirit told me to, I mean, I was born and raised Catholic. So spirit told me, me to call it divine Catholic or oh, good Christ. Uh, so I'm, I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> Reeling in Sarah Sparks. Okay. So spirit told me to call it divine guidance because I had, I was given the dream, the vision that I would be speaking to multiple cultures, um, from all over the world, um, various religions, beliefs, everything. And so just, just keep it general. You're not here to like separate or divide you're here to bring together as a whole and collective and so that's where divine comes in but I was raised catholic so I catch myself when I personally am am praying I will still be like lord jesus we're gonna have to have a conversation here and I, and I'm like what am I doing with <laughs> like and I don't just I just don't refer to to Jesus anymore but that's sometimes what comes out so <laughs> anyways so if you want to call it the universe that's totally jam so yeah at the time that I was still living in abuse I was working with a coach who was leading me down this path of getting me strong enough to leave I think but we both we're friends now and we both didn't realize exactly what was going to happen because I was there to save the marriage that's why I went into marriage counseling by myself think about how ridiculous that is but anyway and I remember when he said to when the coach said to me the universe put the two of you together and it was like this cataclysmic, maybe this will heal her. This is going to be the energetic force that she needs to fly. And I was like, I got to sit with all of this garbage going on in my house in order to spring forward. How is that going to work? And I went, I'm not even going to ask. We're just going to assume. <laughs> and here I am, you know, here I am four or five years after working with that coach living my best and most authentic life I think that I have in my entire life so and you're talking about dreaming oh I wanted to bring up allowing ourselves to dream so powerful <laughs> so very powerful so I have a list as you can imagine I mean I'm a statistician by trade so my entire <laughs> life my brain makes sense with spreadsheets <laughs> And, and a lot of lists. Um, I've been accused of being addicted to lists and I'm like guilty as charged. Uh, so lists and spreadsheets. And I actually have this beautiful thing that I've created in a spreadsheet, like where I started off in the depths of abuse, coming out, going into the pit of hell, figuring it all out, healing, all that, climbing up to this new level where I have dreamed. And when I realized that I was at the top of that first peak, I was like, oh my gosh, I've climbed out. I dreamed of being here. I had no idea how it was going to happen. And so now I'm like, what else can I dream up? You know? And so I've put the things in place that I want to see happen next in my life without a lot of like 50 steps on how I'm going to get there. I don't know. And that was another part that came out of this process for me was you don't know how you don't need to know how you're going to get there. That's the beauty of dreaming. But if it's in your heart and a little bit in your head, I do believe some of it has to be in your head and you do the work and you become who you want to be energetically, you'll get there. Like it all just figures itself out. 
And it may, you know, I used to also do my annual goal planning and you own a business. So you understand, you know, I used to put like 150 steps to every goal. That is just bad. That is wasting time. Now I do three steps and at the same time, get stuff done. Don't just sit. I can make beautiful plans, but I would get nothing done. So now I'm in a much shorter goal period and, you know, letting the universe work its magic with me. Mm -hmm. And eventually, if you allow that to start, you better strap in because mm -hmm. all this stuff happens. Yes. You're like, oh my gosh. So you you can hear. That's how you receive is part of what I walk people through is how they can receive and listen and tune in to their own divine guidance, their own whispers. So what I'm gathering is that you can hear, is that how you receive, or do you see signs? Do you have a feeling? Do you get, um, yeah. How do you, or do you have goosebumps or uh, multiple ways, or how do you know that it's those whispers? Yes to all. So <laughs> sometimes it's, Jen, you know that this is the right thing to do. When we were leaving an abuse and my kids were sitting in the car with me and they were saying, we need to leave. I was physically hearing myself talk to myself. Don't worry, I'm not crazy. I mean, I am a little crazy, but like, I hear it. I came up, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I could, and I could energetically feel that it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, other times through journaling, I'll hit on a thought that I maybe never have thought about before. I'm like, wait a minute, where'd that come from? Explore that. So at the beginning of 2023, I, I had this feeling that my soul needed to be cleaned out and like dusted off, like it was dead. I needed to kind of turn the lights on. And I was in the library. This is not looking for a soul book, looking for another book that I, I had the catalog number for, you know, I'm like in the stacks. And there was this beautiful book on, like this big cat, the castle of your soul based on the work of some saint in the 1700s. I'm like, and it was this thick transfer, like transformational. So I, I didn't really go looking out for books on how to clean out my soul. That would have been weird. I didn't even know that those kind of existed, but I get a thought. I look at it. I'm like, Oh, you can dust out your soul. This sounds great. And then bam, it appears. It's just how it works for me. And I really trust the process. I trust. And that's another thing. You you get a download, however you get it, and you really have to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is a good thing. And now I'm at a point where I'm like exhausted from all of the dusting out of I've done of every corner of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trusting yourself. <laughs> and then I was just thinking about yourself. I think there's various versions of that. So as soon as you said yourself, I thought of like the capital letter S self and then lowercase s self. You're, you're saying you're trusting all versions, human self, higher self, all things. All of it. And I think one of the best things I've done also is taught my daughters to do this. Mm -hmm. Like I trust you. Now they're 20 somethings. So you got to reel them in every once in a while, right? But, you know, I trust them. And if they make a mistake, it's not going to be the end of the world. But if you follow your dream, your guidance, your internal guidance system, how you download information on where you should be, you're not going to go wrong. And that's a beautiful seat of power to live your life by. 
Uh, so how did you, how did you learn to trust yourself? And then he probably all, all the work, but if you could just give a little synopsis of uh, the, how did I get myself in this relationship to, oh yeah, I trust myself now. Yeah, that's, I know a, that's a large gap, but any, any sort of pointers, because I've, many people come to me also, and I know those listening ask me some sort of that, like I, I got myself into this type of situation. I obviously wasn't trusting myself to put myself here. So how do, how do I move from, from here to actually trusting myself? And you'll have to tell me that. I mean, I don't know, whatever you want to share. I think I could come back and we could do five podcast episodes on that, but it's, (laughs) it started, like I said, in trauma therapy, where my therapist from the domestic violence center said, okay, we're going to now examine the wounds inside of you that led you to accept all this from an abuser. And I was like, what? And she goes, why don't, you know, there's reasons why. And she was very, very kind about it. She's like the kind of soul I know, but it was, you know, where, why didn't you have boundaries with him? Where did you learn to put those boundaries down? Why did you? And we went back and explored all of that. And I realized a few things about myself. I was scared to death of being alone. I w- And once I got okay with being alone, I trusted myself again to be able then to direct what I'd like to do in the world because no one was telling me anymore. And then I thought, I don't even know what I like to do in the world because I've been told what to do for years. So then I had to trust myself, okay, we're going to try this skill or this activity or this hobby or whatever. And it's okay if it doesn't work out. I was like a giraffe. I, in one blog post I wrote, I was like a giraffe with a baby giraffe learning to run and walk at the same time. And I was just stumbling and running into things. Right. And, and so that was a big piece of it. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to now really start to be alone. Like the kids are back. They'll be back for the holidays. But like, what is it going to be feel like for me to be alone on a Saturday night? It turns out it's not such a, like this loser experience because I don't have plans. Fast forward to then, and I'm sure you get this from clients. What is it like to trust yourself in another relationship? And one thing we haven't gotten to is that I'm engaged, which is very exciting. And I called our really, I, I was brutally honest. Like you talk about boundaries. I was brutally honest when we started and I had done a pile of work, which I'm happy to share with you getting to that point. But I said, you know, brutally honest, these are my boundaries. This is what I want to accomplish in life. He saw my vision board. He's like, wow, this is a big vision board. And I was like, yeah, if you're scared of that, you could, you know, tell it out. And I called our relationship, the internship. And I was like, wow, like he's a pretty healthy person. He's been through his own stuff and he has healed. I've been through my stuff and I have healed. And we just wanted to come together like this. And so that's how I started to trust myself as by the way, I was mad texting my friends when anything happened, like, what do you think of this? And should I, and trusting them also to have my back Mm -hmm. because they, when I tell you, hate, I hate the word hated, (laughs) but they did not like the life. They did not like my abuser either. And so they were, everybody was on high alert. Everybody wanted me to be happy. So that's how I really learned to trust myself. I was willing to be alone than with the wrong person. And I had dated someone who turned out to be the wrong person. And I walked away and everyone's like, oh my God, Jen walked away from a relationship. I was like, yes, I'm trusting myself. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a process, mm-hmm. but that's what it was for me. It was all about 
Do I trust myself to be alone? Do I trust myself to be able to make good decisions for myself? Do I trust myself to find, am I worthy? Yes, I'm worthy. That was a big piece of it for me too. I didn't trust that I was even worthy. Mm -hmm. So I had to buy into all that too. Yeah. I was giggling while you were talking about You are. Because when I first met my now husband, I had gone through a divorce and well, let's be honest, I was in the process of, and, (laughs) and, um, I said to him when I met him, cause I had, I had just given, I basically abandoned myself. I spent like eight, my, my whole 18th year of my life, like figuring out what I wanted. And then two weeks before I went off to college, I met my ex-husband, we dated and we got married and all the things. And I remember the exact moment standing in front of my closet that I abandoned myself. I just gave up. I was like, okay, what do I need to wear? So he would like me, what do I need to, okay. So he likes country music. So I'm going to like country music now, which I do not. Um, I need to, so he likes this. He likes that. I'm going to do this. I do that. I, I like everything I spent this whole time knowing myself, but because someone liked me and my, I found out years later when I started healing that my core limiting belief was I needed to be completely accepted. Right. And then it still took years for me to realize, oh, I need to accept myself. It's still not being accepted by others. I still right. accept myself. And so by the time I met Craig, um, I, the night I met him, I was like, all right, do you have this? Do you do this? Do you have any intention of doing this, 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 or this? Okay. Now here's my vision board and here's my dream board. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to move on with my life. I don't understand myself completely. But I do plan to figure out this soulful side of me and I have a gift. I don't really understand it and I really don't know how to identify it, but I'm going to explore it to the very nth degree. And I might might even end up becoming a nun, but you won't even be able to be part of my life, but I'm still going to do it. Are you okay with all that? And he's like, I I just wanted to buy you a drink. Like I was like, well, if you want to do that, then that's fine. But this is where I, this is what I'm, this is what's happening. And he's like, okay I'm like plus I'm a hot mess I, I, don't, I don't know if you want I don't know if you realize this but I'm a hot mess I don't know if you want anything to do with this and he's like you're the most honest person I've ever met in my life I don't even know what to do with all this well it's a lot I don't you want I don't it's just what I am I am a lot I'm dramatic I talk a lot I love a lot I talk I chew a lot I fart a lot like everything is just a lot it just is and you're gonna like it or you don't like it but I really don't care and he's like okay um uh, right that energy level that you brought because you had done the work and you're like okay the right person's gonna love all this yeah and I mean I was still needing to do a shit ton more of work but I knew (laughs) so as you're talking I'm like (laughs) yeah and I mean I had the added complication also of when I found Jim that my uh first husband had passed away and at the father of my three kids and about five, now it's been about six years, six years. And so someone walking into this was not just walking into, okay, so, you know, they had a really, she had a really nasty second marriage. The kids were abused. They don't really like the stepdad idea. And I was so honest with him. And I actually said to him, you're gonna need to know your place with my kids. And it's gonna take a really, really long time. And I was expecting him to, get up and run out the door. Like, 
who wants that? But he has his own set of complications in his life as well. And we just fit together. And if you can find someone that accepts you're crazy, it's what Dr. Seuss says, right? You find someone that accepts you're crazy or it's a crazy match or whatever it is, your crazy matches with mine. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and we do match. Oh my heaven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we were just talking this morning. Like sometimes Craig and I notice that we push against one another, which is a whole nother topic for a day. Not, but it's like our energy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, are we pushing against each other? He was asking, are we pushing against each other? Or are we allowing each other to both rise? And because I was like, let's have, there's always this energy between us. So instead of us needing to be one with one another, let's let's have synergy. So we both can be our own best selves, but then we come together to come together for the greater good of all. Um, so anyways, yes, there we are both, we can, we can talk like that and he completely understands and he, and I understand and it's, it's great. All right. So final advice that you would like to give us. That's a great question. And I thought a lot about this. So the first thing is that you need to decide, you know, what you want your future life to look like. If you're not in the habit of dreaming and dreaming big, you know, the guys at EOS call it big, hairy, audacious goals, like whatever it is that's going to set your soul on fire, take some time, get some help and dream as big as you want. And then I also say, you know, like I said before, don't plan out 150 steps, start moving in that direction find a coach to work with, um, get some guidance on like what you should be doing next if you need it. And then I, I always say, cause I, I'm also a professor and I say to my students, I teach an entrepreneur class and I say, okay, you're either gonna slow down to speed up, take some time, set in, settle into the, you know, the business and then slow down and then you'll start to speed up or speed up and start crashing into things. And you have to figure out which is going to mean a lot, mean the best, you know, work for you, I should say. Mm -hmm. And once you pick that, then go for it. And as long as you're financially taken care of, I mean, a little bit, right? Like you don't have to have millions behind you, but as long as your bills are paid and you've got a roof over your head, you'll find your way. It's, mm -hmm. it's destined to be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What is the best way to connect with you? So thank you for asking. Uh, JenniferGardella.com is probably the best way. From there, you can get to the Gardella Group, which is the work that I do for small business owners with social media and blogging. And you can also find out about how I'm also building a practice as a social media, uh, social media, a domestic violence advocate survivor, you know, through the survivor lens. And uh, you can find a link to my book and, you know, how to work with me on training people in domestic violence, survival, awareness, all that. All right. So jennifergardella.com. And we'll put that in the show notes. Please feel free to reach out to Jennifer and connect with her, ask her questions, especially if any of this information rang true for you. So thank you so much for being here today and having this conversation. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Mm -hmm.